you're blessed or lucky enough to have spent time in an African wilderness, you will know those sounds. A pair of plovers alarmed at the approach of some danger. A spotted hyena crying in the night, its howls echoing in the forest. A pair of lions mating in the early morning darkness. Those are some of the essential sounds of this continent. Rarer these days, it is true, as Africa's wild areas disappear under humanity's relentless spread, and lions and hyenas find themselves fighting over ever-shrinking scraps of territory. Not all is lost, though. There are still places in Africa where the true wilderness survives. Isimangaliso Wetland Park in the northern reaches of South Africa's KwaZulu-Natal province is one such place. 70 kilometers long and 40 kilometers wide, it covers 100,000 hectares of pristine wetland and forest. It's home to elephant, lion and white rhino, legions of crocodiles and hippo and scores of antelope, wildebeest, bushbuck, zebra, lofty giraffes with the gangling long-legged gallop, and elant, that most magnificent of African antelope. Millions of birds too, fish eagles and owls and nightjars and lilac-breasted rollers and bushstrikes, all adding their song to the African orchestra. As autumn drew in, I spent two days walking in Isimangaliso with a small group of guides and trailists. We camped wild under the embrace of a spreading umdoni tree, sleeping under the stars and walking by day in a place where animals have not been hunted by humans or chased from their territory. Leading the group was a veteran guide who very quickly made us aware of the world we were in, where simple things, like deep gouges in the bark of a waterberry tree, are part of the beautiful code of the wilderness. This is a story about sound in nature. My name is Manda Butelezi from Wilderness Leadership School. We're talking about uh, the behavior of the leopard. You're pointing to these markings on the tree that look like uh, claw marks. Yes, these are claw marks. It's whereby uh, the leopard and lions get rid of the old claws so that they leave the, the sharper ones. And then they turn around and then they pee to mark their territory using the urine. And then they scratch marks a bit on the floor like a dog when they're scrapping after they defecated. And then they start making the calling for territorial. Like, <laughs> Can you tell me what kind of sound would a leopard make if it is threatened or if it is hunting? Uh, they don't make a noise when, they, uh, when they're hunting. They keep quiet. It's only the, uh, the animals, like their prey, once they pick up the animal or like your, your predator, and then you hear like, it's a alarm call, and then the leopard, when he's not intending to kill that one or he's not hunting, he's on his mission for mating, you'll hear like calling, <coughs> like that. And then it's calling his mate. He's not in terms of hunting. If he's hunting, he's quiet, and then he walks slowly and wait. Of course, we thin skinned humans who have no claws or horns or sharp teeth or hooves have a disadvantage here in the bush. And while the animals here are curious about humans rather than afraid of them, there are some that you don't want to meet by surprise, especially the hippo, which kills more people in Africa than any other animal, nor the notoriously grumpy Cape buffalo, which would sooner stampede a human into the dust, followed by a swift goring with its horns. Mandler gave us the standard dangerous game briefing. If we bump into a buffalo and then we didn't see it, and then it just bolted out from the anywhere, I will ask you to lie flat don't move or stay as a group and then I'll shut the animal. If it doesn't listen, I have to use my powers, which is my firearm. That mechanism, that sound, automatically it stops the animal from coming in. It's a last resort to use. Clearly we survived, or you wouldn't be listening to this. 
One curious hippo came close to our camp one night and then ran off, spooked by Mandler's warning shout. Other animals regarded us with watchful curiosity. Best of all were the five hyena came down to our camp on the last night and sat and watched us for an hour or more, five pairs of eyes gleaming in the light of my torch, before they too sloped off into the dark to find something to eat. I'm Paul Ash. You can find out more about this adventure in the Sunday Times this weekend, or see www.isimangaliso.com. Thank you for listening.